to understand my B is what's going on right now. And so, people of God, sometimes in the church, we can theorize things and we, sometimes we can ignore our current situation. And But I got to let my current situation know that I'm not intimidated, nor is my God intimidated by you. Hallelujah. My God can do all things but fail. My God can do all things. And because I'm not living in my current situation, um, I'm not believing. Because understand, my, my, my bent is my past. My B is my present. But understand, my present present changes two seconds ago is now my past so i need to put my faith into my future into my shall be manifested glory worship center kingdom focused kingdom minded kingdom living this is the rhema talk podcast and you're listening to pastor damon c johnson founder and senior pastor of manifested glory worship center thank god for his presence thank god for his loving kindness towards us thank god for all that he has done in our lives and even in the midst of a pandemic god is still faithful god is still on the throne and god is still concerned about you Amen. So again, welcome to our Sunday morning worship service. People of God, listen, I, we've been on a theme of, of faith, and I want to stay here until I get released from this, but I believe in this season, with all the uncertainty we have in our world and our society, um, we need faith. We need to trust God, and so I want to build your faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so today, we're going to continue in our theme of faith. If you have your Bibles, Please turn me to the book of Matthew, chapter 17. I only need one verse today to extract our thought and our theme for our brief time together. Amen. Matthew, chapter 17, very popular verse in the Bible talking about faith. Amen. Matthew, chapter 17, verse 20. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. Amen. Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 i'm going to actually read from the king james version today i like the way old king james put it for us amen if you if you get to the book of malachi you're real close but if you get to mark you have gone too far just one verse verse 20 i'm gonna read from the king james version again matthew chapter 17 verse 20 it says and jesus said unto them because of your unbelief verily i say unto you if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye can say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I want to underscore the latter part of that verse in your hearing. It says, And nothing shall be impossible unto you. My sermon title today is, Shall Be shall be let me give you the backdrop of our text Jesus is with his disciples and Jesus is taking his inner circle to the mountain of transfiguration he's taking his inner circle and we know that his inner circle is Peter James and John so they're going up the mountain of transfiguration to have an encounter but while they're doing that the rest of his disciples and a large crowd are at the foot of this mountain now, while the disciples are at the foot of this mountain, a man brought his son who had a demonic spirit to the disciples and said, I, can you, can you uh, rebuke this demon in my son? Can, can, you, can, you, can, can you help me with my son? And 
according to the scripture, the disciples were unsuccessful in getting rid of this demonic spirit in this boy. This spirit would give this boy seizures, and he would throw himself in the fire and fall into the, to the water. And so nothing happened. Now Jesus and his inner circle comes down off, come down off the mountain, and the man approached Jesus. He says, listen, Jesus, I need your help. Your disciples were unable to get rid of this demonic spirit from my son. Jesus then turned to his disciples and said, listen to what he said. He said, you faithless and perverse generation. He says, how long must I be with you? How long must I deal with you? He says, bring me the boy. He brought the boy over and, and he, the Bible says, he rebuked the demon and it left. The disciples didn't say nothing in front of the large crowd. The disciples didn't say anything to Jesus. They went until they got privately and they pulled Jesus to the side and said, Jesus, why were we unable to do what you just did? How come we could not cast out that demonic spirit? And our text is Jesus' response to them. Let's read it again. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye can say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Let's look at this. If we have faith as a mustard seed. Mustard seeds are the smallest. You probably can't even see this on my finger, but mustard seeds are the smallest of all the seeds. And most of the time, people of God, mustard seeds are planted near vines. They're planted near vines because the mustard tree can help preserve the vine. Give me a moment to explain this. Why? Because the seeds of the mustard tree are spicy. And because they are spicy, they are able to keep away parasites. I'm going to help you here. So the spicier your faith is, it will keep away parasites. Listen, from the vine. Now let me give you this because Jesus says in John, I am the vine. He says, but you are the branches. So if Jesus is the vine and we are a part, see, we have to be in him. So if we're in him and we, he's the vine and we are his branches, then if we have a mustard tree next to us, not only is it preserving the vine, but what's connected to the vine, which is us. So guess what? That means that your faith can be your protection. That's the way I love the way Paul put it. Paul calls this the shield of faith because it will protect me. My faith has a potential to protect me. So the spicier my faith is, the more protection I will potentially have from the parasites that's trying to destroy me or trying to attack me. Somebody say hallelujah in the, on, 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 the, on the screen for me. Hallelujah. And so understand what that means. If I take a mustard seed... I take a mustard seed, I put it in dirt, I water it. Now, in order for it to reach its full potential, listen to this, it must be exposed to extreme heat. This is going to bless you. See, mustard trees produce more seed by its exposure to heat. So the hotter it gets, the more seed it produces. This is going to bless you. So, so, so when I plant my, 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 my mustard seed and I begin to believe God you have to understand things might start going crazy and you, I don't want you to get discouraged when things get crazy because that's the right climate for your seed to produce more seed I'm going to bless somebody right here with this listen to this 
So whenever you go through, you go through and you get on the other side, why do you think you say, I have more faith now? It's because you produce more seed while you were in the heat. While you was in the heat of the situation, you produce seed. Understand that faith is not based off of smooth environments or smooth climates. See, I, anybody can praise God when things are going well. Hallelujah. But what happens when your back get against the wall, when, you're, when, when, when it gets hot, when things get crazy around you, that's when you know you have some faith. People of God, see, understand this. It's easy for me to say I have faith. But the way I know I have faith, if I have to use it, I have to exercise my faith. Just like when you go to the gym, I can easily say I can lift 300 pounds. That's all in theory. But until I get to the gym and actually lift it up, it's all theory at that point. So, so in order to use my faith, I have to be put in a situation where I need it. And oftentimes, we're, we're praying against the situation, but how will your faith grow unless you're getting some heat? Talk about the Lord. We talked about a couple weeks ago, the Hebrew boys. Amen. They stood in front of their furnace. They stood in front of that heat situation, and they said that we know that our God can and will deliver us. But they said a step further, they said, but even if he doesn't, hallelujah, even if faith, even if he doesn't, we still trust him. But we're still not going to bow down to your statue, Nebuchadnezzar. Hallelujah. I thank God for those hot situations, those hot environments, because that's where my faith grows. Hallelujah. See, I tell you what, I'm going to tell you, I'm blessing God right now because there are situations that I'm facing right now. That if I went through them three years ago, I would have cried, but now I can laugh at them because my faith has grown because I've been in some hot situations. <laughs> oh, gosh. So just like, oh, I'm, I don't know who did it. Was it Nelly? It's getting hot in here. Hallelujah. And when it gets hot in here, I'm okay with that because you know why? That means my faith is growing. When, when it gets hot in here, I'm not going to panic because I realize that's the right environment for you to produce more seed. A hot climate produces seed. Now, so here's the thing, people of God. If hot climates are conducive for more faith or more seed, so when you ask God to increase your faith, you're really asking God to turn up the heat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, give me more faith. So in other words, yeah, God, turn up the heat. Fucking use and build on this faith that you're giving me. I know how you feel, people of God. You start doing right. You start believing God even in your finances. You begin to sow seed and you begin to do right, and then the car breaks down. See, I know how crazy it gets. You start to, you start to live right, and then the friends get few. Hallelujah. You, you start to do things, and people start, things start going crazy around you. Don't get mad. That's the perfect environment for your seed to grow. The hotter it gets, the more seed you produce. Let's look at our text. Again, Jesus is faced with a dilemma with his disciples because they were unable to do what they were trained to do. And Jesus says here, he says unto them, the reason why is because of their unbelief. See, unbelief will stop you from breakthrough. Unbelief will stop you from, from, from miracles because you don't believe that they can happen. They probably prayed until they turned blue in the face and nothing happened because their hearts and their hearts they didn't believe. Amen. So I want to look at this from three different points of time. Amen. Past, present, future. So my past is my been, my present is my be, and my future is our sermon title, shall be. Let's look at this. Be, been, be, shall be. 
understand that my shall be, my, my faith is a photograph or a picture of my future, okay? Because my faith is based off of my shall be. See, your been is trying to tell you, your been and your be is trying to tell you you should be crazy right now, but my faith kicks in. See, my been is trying to hold me back, but my shall be is pulling me through. I'm going to say that again. My been, my past is trying to hold me back, but my future and my shall be is pulling me through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's pulling you through? Your shall be, your faith. Hallelujah. So understand, my be is what's going on right now. And so, people of God, sometimes in the church, we can theorize things and we, sometimes we can ignore our current situation. And, but I got to let my current situation know that I'm not intimidated, nor is my God intimidated by you. Hallelujah. My God could do all things but fail. My God could do all things. And because I'm not living in my current situation, um, I'm not believing. Because understand, my, my, my been is my past. My be is my present. But understand, my present changes. Two seconds ago is now my past. So I need to put my faith into my future, into my shall be. Hallelujah. My shall be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to write this again so y'all can see it. Hallelujah. Look what it says. Past. Been. Present. Be future shall be. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want, I want, I want to look at our text again. Let's look at our text again. The latter part of our text. He says, And Jesus says, And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Understand, I told this before in our church, that word nothing is really two words. That word nothing is two words. No thing. No thing. No thing will be impossible for you. So understand, listen, there's not a thing in this earth that will be impossible for you if you have faith to believe. So understand, let's go through a couple things. Do you realize that money is a thing? So your financial situation is not impossible if you have faith. No thing is impossible for you. You do realize that cancer is a thing. So this thing is not impossible for you. This covert 19, this pandemic that we're in is a thing and it is not impossible for you if you have faith to believe. Now I want to look at the text again because it says if you have faith as this mustard seed, listen, he says, you can say to this mountain. So you have to open up your mouth. Understand what the mountain means. Put my mountain up here for me, sound room. Amen. He says, you can say to this mountain, be moved. He says, if you have faith like this, you can move that. I'm going to say it again. If you have faith like this, now I have mustard seeds on my finger. If you have faith like this, this can move that. Understand what the mountain represents. The mountain represents anything that seems like it's um, a huge obstacle that can seem unmovable in your life. Something is hindering you. Something is a barrier to you. God is saying that you can speak to the barrier and those things will have to move because if you operate in faith, all you need is faith like that seed. And it can move mountains but you have to speak to it understand that faith is a speak the faith realm is a speaking realm he says speak to your mountain 
Now, we declare this all the time in the Bible, but how often do we use it? Um, we have to speak those things that are not as though they were, but how often do we really do that? We have to speak our faith. Can I give you a sidebar here? Type in, yes, you can, so I know I'm good. Amen. Your silence doesn't move mountains. See, what we do, what we do, people of God, Bible says the life of death is in the power of your tongue. What we're doing is we'll show God, God, look at my mountain. You speak to it. He says, no, 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 no. You speak to your mountains. See, we want God to do everything, and we do absolutely nothing. No, no, no. He has given you power, and because you have power, you can speak to the mountain and tell it to move from here to there, and it has to move. Nothing is impossible for you if you can believe. David spoke to his mountain. Understand that Goliath represents a mountain in David's life. It was a barrier between David becoming a, being a shepherd and being a king. And mountain, the mountain of Goliath was standing between him being a shepherd, a no-name in his daddy's uh, field, to being the king of Israel. Hallelujah. And he spoke to Goliath. He told Goliath, he said, you uncircumcised Philistine, today I'm going to kill you and I'm going to cut off your head. He spoke to his mouth and sure enough, everything that he declared happened because he spoke and declared out of his mouth and he believed what he said. Hallelujah. Now, people of God, again, I need you to understand that your belief, can, your, your faith can change your situation. I realize you might say, well, Pastor, I don't have any money right now. But listen, let me give you your shall be. Let me give you your shall be moment. You may not have no money right now, but you shall be in a position of a, to be a blessing. Hallelujah. You may say, I'm going through a rough time right now. That's your be. I understand where your be is. You might be going through a rough time right now, but let me give you your shall be. You might be going through a rough time, but you shall be in a position of power. I declare and decree it over you even now in Jesus' name. When I was in the military, I use that as a lot, that, as a reference a lot. When I was in the military, I was never a, a, a sprinter. I was more of a distance runner. See, in order to be a sprinter, you need speed. But in order to be a distant runner, you need determination and endurance. Remember what, the, remember what it says. It says, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one who can endure to the end. See, that's your shall be. Amen. And I don't want you to get discouraged. Don't let, oh goodness, don't let discouragement keep you from your shall be. Don't let discouragement keep you from that. And listen, don't let people, can I throw this in there? Don't allow people to keep you from your shall be. Let me tell you this little quick story. Uh, the, the story about the baby bumblebee and the fly. So the fly went to the baby bumblebee. It was a baby. He says, guess what? You will never fly. You'll never fly because you're going to be too fat. He told the baby bumblebee, you'll never fly because you're going to be too hairy. You'll never fly because you're going to be the wrong color. Hallelujah. And, and, and people of God, that's what the flies will do. That's what some people will do. They will come and try to discourage you from your shall be. They'll try to tell you that, that your future is not bright. They'll try to tell you that, that, that what God has for you is not his plan for your life. And people of God, don't listen to flies because you know where flies hang around. Hallelujah. Keep away from them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, mm, help me there, God. So, so, so understand, I'm not listening to the, to, to the naysayers. I'm not listening to the flies because... 
Listen, the baby bumblebee knew that it was possible because he watched others fly. Mm. He watched others do it. And so that's why it's important for you to get your faith in order because somebody's watching you. Somebody's depending on you to do it. So when you do it, they know they can do it. If God is no respect to a person, what he did for you, he could do for me. Somebody give God some glory right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was always teaching. He was always teaching his disciples lessons. And here is a story in the Bible where it was applicable. He was trying to give them an applicable demonstration of faith. And he used it by talking to the fig tree. Come on, turn your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14. Now I'm going to read this one from the New Living Translation because I like the way they put it in plain English for me, okay? Mark chapter 11. Just go to the next book. Amen. We're in Matthew. Go to the next book. Amen. Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Now let me pause here to give you the whole picture here. Let me, let me, let me paint the picture, give you the backdrop. This is right after Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. As he came into Jerusalem, they were there. He did all he did in Jerusalem, and then they went off to Bethany, right? So they're on their journey, um, and the next morning, he sees a fig tree from afar off. And he says, oh, man. I show him hungry. I'm going to go over there and get some figs. Now, here's, the, here's two dilemmas here. Number one, it was not the season for it to uh, bear fruit. However, Jesus went because it had leaves. You have to understand the process of a fig tree. See, a fig tree doesn't produce leaves um, until it has fruit. So the, the leaves come after the fruit. So the reason why Jesus walked up on a tree, because it had leaves. So that means it should have had fruit. This is not my sermon, but y'all, can I mess with this just for a moment? Can I just play with this just for a moment? I, I know I'm supposed to be talking about faith, but since I'm here, let me just deal with this. People of God, you got to be careful about leafy trees with no fruit. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, 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 leafy trees with no fruit. In other words, they were fronting like they had fruit. From a distance, it looked like it got it going on. From a distance, it looked like it, it was all together, but when it got up on it, it was fruitless. Yeah, it had leaves. Oh, my gosh. Can I deal with this for a moment? I know it's not my text, but give me a second here. See, that's how people would do on social media. They'll come on social media like they got their lives all together. They're full of leaves, but when you pull back the leaves, there is no fruit. No fruit. Why? Because they want to appear one way, but the reality of their life is something totally different. Woo. Oh, I need to preach. I might have to preach this one day. This thing is feeling good to me. So understand. See, see what happens is, so, 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 so Jesus walked up on the, he, listen, the Bible says you could tell a tree by the fruit that it bears, not by its leaves. There's a lot of leafy people walking around with no fruit. Because they appear to be fruitful from a distance. But when you get up on them, so Jesus cursed this tree. He says, you shall not bear no more fruit. Let's read the text. Let's keep going. Look at verse 20. Jump down to verse 20. We're still in Mark 11. Mark 11, verse 20 to 23. Look what it says here. The next morning, 
As they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed that it had withered from its roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, this is what he said to them, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, mm -mm -mm, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. So understand, Jesus gave them, this is this what messed me up. Jesus gave them a practical situation here. Now, if you go back a couple chapters in the book of Mark, we see our text. So in our text, Jesus is at the foot of the mountain and he heals the boy. So he told them then, and now he's giving them another lesson here a few chapters later. It's because they need to see it. I need you to see this thing in action. Jesus says, I just spoke to it and it changed. My God. Because I believe it would change when I spoke with my, my mouth. He didn't just wish it. He, oh, he declared and decree. What's in your way that's fruitless that you need to speak to? What's in your life that you need to change? You need to activate your faith. Start declaring, decreeing over those things. Start speaking your faith. I know your B. See, see, see here's the thing. Your, your past is telling you it didn't work back then. Your B is saying, I don't see any change. I want you to focus on your shall be. Nothing shall be impossible for you. We just need to have faith as a mustard seed. Nothing shall be impossible for you. Let's read our text one more time. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, verily I say unto you, if, this is the key word, if, that means there's a possibility you may not have this type of faith. But if you can believe this much, if you can believe this much, you could trust God this much. Then, this, get the mountain back up there. You can say to this mountain, move from here to over there. So that means the, the, the obstacles in your life that's blocking you, you need to speak to them. Open up your mouth and start speaking your faith. Say this mountain be moved from here to there, and it shall be removed. And here's the bonus on top of the, the obstacle being moved from your life. And nothing, no thing shall be impossible for you. Why? Because in Christ, all things, with God, all things are possible. We just got to have faith to believe that. For those who are going through during this pandemic, listen, all things are possible. Some of you all have family members who are sick. All things are possible. Some of you all don't know how you're going to feed your family tomorrow. All things are possible. It's not some things. All things are possible. Why? Because nothing shall be impossible for you. Nothing shall be impossible for you. Type this in for me. Say shall be. I feel his presence even now. Shall be. 
Thank you, God, for a bright future. Thank you that my tomorrow is going to be better than my today. Whew. He says your latter days will be greater. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Start speaking to your mountains and watch those things move. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, a word that's going to ignite our faith, a word that's going to transform our lives. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. We can stand on your word. Father, we realize that, that you are our strong tower. Hallelujah. God, we thank you that, that, that you are a safe place to run in. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you that your word will not fall, uh, return to you void, but it will accomplish everything you sent it to do. So I declare, Father, send your word. And allow it to accomplish everything it was designed to do. I declare faith over your people. They're going to speak it, God, until they see it. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the glory in Jesus' name. The people of God said amen. Thank you for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. Hope you join us next time.